Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive Podcast. It's me, Chris Howard. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I wonder if I should canvas the opinion of our listeners to change my intro, because I think I've said that intro about 130 times, and I wonder if people get bored of it. If that's the case, please write to us, email us, tell me you are terrible at doing that intro, do a different type of intro, but I'm not going to waffle on forever. I'm here to talk all things HR, obviously, because that's the podcast, and joining me to do this. And also to hear some of the war stories of our guest today is Chris Horton. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good. I think your intro is like a comfy pair of slippers. <laughs> but sometimes a comfy pair of slippers can get worn out and sometimes you need a new pair of slippers. We are actually waffling. We're three minutes into this podcast and we're waffling and I haven't even introduced our fabulous guest, Kat Patterson, who works for a company called Elastic. Kat, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. And uh, thank you for inviting me on. It's lovely to have you on. It's lovely to have you on. Now, listen, Kat, what we wanted to do today is get a little bit of your kind of background, your history, some of some war stories, I think I described it as uh, when we were chatting beforehand. So before we do that, it is probably a good idea to go into a little bit of detail on your background. So if you can uh, tell our, our lovely listeners what you do at Elastic at the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I am the director of HR Business Partners. I essentially am the lead HR person within our EMEA region. So globally, we have about 3,000 employees. We are a tech platform business and we do all things search. So we're search powered solutions. Everybody will probably have utilized our functions in their day to day. So we support organizations, their employees, but also kind of their customer base. And I help engage and drive our teams so that we can do that more so if you're ordering taxis if you're buying lovely things online but also kind of the security side of it in the back end as well so we help businesses to protect against cyber threats so it is a very diverse company really exciting and i've been here for about six months going through a lot of change as a lot of tech companies have but really exciting time so still growing still got a lot of opportunity and lots of fun as we can build things out that's excellent. And we'll, we'll, we've got a few questions. We want to talk about your sort of career journey. And you've talked, obviously, previously with Chris about different things like do's, don'ts, you know, which we'll talk also about vulnerability as a leader as well. But just before we go into that tech company, what's it like working within a tech company, a fast paced tech company from a HR perspective compared to all of the previous roles you've had? Yeah, I mean, I started off, I spent a lot of time in my uh, schooling at a big corporate. So I took the step uh, quite a few years ago to move into tech and it's different. You have to be comfortable with you pivoting day by day, learning very quickly from what's not working and just adapting. It can be fun. It can be hard. But yeah, I wouldn't be here if, if I didn't enjoy it, to be really honest. And Six months into the role, what are some of the things that have caused you delight or joy? And what are some of the things that you found maybe a little bit more challenging than you first thought? 
I'm going to start with the challenging one because a month into my role, as you've seen in in the world of tech and actually just where we are at the moment, just generally, I got told as a company, we're going to be doing our first restructuring. So having to build out from scratch across, I think in a mere like 15 countries, what what it looked like from a a restructuring plan. But also fundamentally for me, I've always throughout my whole career wanted to do the right thing when we exit employees. And so building that in, which is great because it's actually part of the culture of the organization, we wanted to do that right. So building that in, but also having to you help lead us through this who are going through this for the first time, help employees who've been impacted, but also those staying. So that's been a really big challenge, to be really honest. On the flip side of that, starting a new business, it's getting to know my leaders, what's happening, your wife made decisions in the past. And so that's the excitement that I've still got because I had kind of that, that hiatus of having to go through a really big program of change. And now I'm really starting you again of kind of building out what's the strategy, where do we go, how do we adapt and how we grow. So it got me very close to my leaders very quickly, but it also was a really impactful event that happens and they are tough. But if you do things in the right way, if you do things with respect, people and the organizations bounce back. And that's something that fundamentally for me in my role is why I'm here, why I get joy, because once we go through the hard times, it's all about the good times and moving forward as well. Can I ask a question on that? How important, obviously six months into the role, how important has it been for you to get that kind of buy-in and forge those close relationships with leaders? And particularly, I guess, with all of the change and the transition that the business is going through? I mean, in any role, it's so important. I trust fundamentally is the first thing I think about. How do I get to know my leaders? How do I ensure that I understand them as well and build up that trust very quickly? HR has had a bad rap in the past where the personnel, we're just transactional. I've been really lucky throughout my career, the fact that I started my career at GE, whereby HR have always had that seat at the table. So I had my grounding there. And for that, it's really about kind of making sure that people understand what my opinions are, but I understand deeply what you what the strategy of the business is. How can I align with them? It's not really about me overlaying elements to say I've ticked a box. It's more about how do I really make some improvements? What are the KPIs that really align in with the business objectives and how I can grow them? So to build that trust, you have to deliver on things. But then again, you also need to have that personal correction and that vulnerability piece that I will talk about quite a lot is making sure that People understand you as a person from a personal aspect. You don't have to let them into everything, but really where your values align with what you do and why you do things and be able to ask for feedback as well. Once you do that and you get that grounding, we're one team, we're aligned and I can really help support them in different ways as well. We did a, another podcast, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, with a really interesting lady called Tracy Bowers. And you know, a lot of the stuff that she was talking about was happiness at work, but it was through connection. And I asked her an interesting question. Many of us end up being friends at work, but is it something that's necessary? And she was saying, no, but there is a level of, I guess, exposing yourself, showing a level of vulnerability, et cetera, that's necessary to form that connection. I think it would be so really interesting to talk about your first six months at Elastic and, and where that's headed the different things and, and you know, getting that buy-in and, you know, relations, fundamental relationship with the leadership team and helping people through that restructuring journey. Let's go a little bit further back 
back and talk through some of your career highlights, lowlights, middle lights, whatever the different periods are, and, and just to get to, to know you a bit better. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll start at the beginning. Now, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to give you kind of the, the, the highlights of my career. So I, I started off you in a very operational role. So HR ops, understanding process, understanding how things are done, how they the, the, everything interacts with you, the employee in the business. It's also how I work as well. I like to have that structure in place. <clears throat> so that was a really great grounding and I bring it into my day-to-day now as well. I have a huge amount of respect for for, for that function, but I also, I, I love kind of the day-to-day pieces of the, of the business side. So this is why I've moved into more of the business partnering. So I spent around 11, 12 years at a, a global corporate, so GE. At that time, there was around 3,000 employees globally. So a beast, but it also um, gave me a huge opportunity to learn everything that I know from a foundational perspective. I was exposed to different industries. I had, There was unions involved. There was regulators and you of, of kind of on the different business pieces from the financial services to a kind of a nu- nuclear manufacturing site that I, I worked on. So I was really exposed to so much. And I think that's really important for kind of my grounding is the fact that I got to see a lot of things from a lot of different perspectives. Um, so understanding how do I deal with different situations? How do I adapt myself? But also create a, creating a network where I can learn from others. And that's really important for me to see how other people do and to, kind of, to take on board. OK, I like, I like that bit. I'm going to bring it in from, to myself and then then work and, 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 and evolve. So I worked across many different industries and it was it, like such a fantastic place but I also was able to to work across kind of different aspects in HR so focusing in on you know, the, the, some some projects on compensation on benefits on being thrown in the deep end of you know, one of my final roles was actually doing a divestiture of a hundred million dollars worth of business across the globe and all those different elements creates lots of different experiences that you can bring on to your next role so kind of probably what I'm saying from, from this is although I was in a huge organization that were built up with different things so actually I was it was like moving to a lot of different businesses and different areas and just kind of learning across the board when you come out of an organization where with a very strong culture, a very strong way of, of, of doing business and working you read a bit of a crossroads I wanted to to move forward and go into a growth organization. So I was talking, you know, I came out of a huge bit of divestiture and restructuring and downsizing. I took a leap and, and, and moved into a different organization. My day one, the announcement was that you know, the acquisition that was going to happen had been pulled and therefore kind of it was a, a big turnaround and it was moving straight into downsizing and restructuring. And I took a, a call to, to move out on that. And that was a really hard piece. And where you've been really successful in an organization and moving to, to another organization where you know you're not going to grow in the way that you want to and you're kind of a bit tired. I could have stayed there, but I had the opportunity to, to take a pause. You know, I, I'd been restructured as part of <laughs> as part of that kind of whole program. So I, I had some time. So I took the option to step away and take some time for myself. And my goodness, I learned so much about myself. I 
you know, I, I took on a coach for the first times and really worked through you know, what I valued, you know, what what I what I found really important, what I'd learned, because sometimes you know you forget about all the all the things that you'd gone through uh, in in you know the nearest jobs you just kind of get through them and you compartmentalize them put them and shove them back in the bookcase and you forget about it and actually it gave me the opportunity to pause and really kind of think about okay what do I want where do I want to go and make a conscious leap the prior years I've kind of fell into roles because I had mm. great sponsors I had you know, individuals who you know, really kind of were, were pushing me more than me pushing myself and taking that break taking that time to focus on me and you know having somebody else like focusing on my achievements and my desires really helped me to now be a bit more purposeful about what my next my next steps were not that they've all gone well but <laughs> be more purposeful so from there um i i got a role at service now at a time where they were going through a change of phase so going out of their startup and you know beginning their teenage years but hyperscale so huge amount of recruitment a huge amount of change management on you know, how you know, the sales teams were going to market and how do they kind of drive things in a different way? How do we elevate our leaders? You know, I, I started as you know, the first business partner across the region to support kind of the commercial teams. And it was a little bit like trying to teach them you know, what does what's the value of business partnering? Why do they need me to help connect the dots? And it was so nice to see when it kind of just dropped and landed with with people because you the the more they could see the deliverables and the more they can see you know how important hr was and i have to say it wasn't just me there is always a group around to really support kind of what we're doing but my gosh when i when i left that organization you know just over three years later because it's a really different place but something I'm so proud of but kind of why I felt so happy there and is because culturally the value side of it was really aligned in with me but also what I've known previously the fact that it's you know people first it was about that trust element it was all about kind of the focus on that we've got a sole purpose we want to drive there and we're doing it as together and one family and and you know that's 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 really important to really buy into that side of it then it becomes to a stage where I was at a crossroads mid-pandemic I'd always talked about you know possibly moving to the US or moving somewhere else that got blown out of the water firstly from the pandemic perspective but also for reassessing my life I have at that time I had kind of two very small children and you know my father died and you realize that people are getting older and it's going to become harder and and I had to take a call of saying actually that's not right for me and at that moment in time there wasn't a role for me where I was sat and it was the right time for me to move on. I was approached by a role that you know, blew me away, sounded absolutely perfect for me. So going back into like a hyper growth, building kind of the European teams for a startup scale up who I can't mention kind of the name of it, but I got blown away by what they were doing and what they were driving. And all of my interviews were virtual. So I, I kind of got moved along with that and started at this organization 
the lockdowns eased in, in the UK, went into the office and I went, this is wrong for me. Mm-hmm. This is not the right company. This is a hugely toxic environment that you know, I, I know I can't change. This was it was top to bottom. There was it, it just did not align to, to who I was and how I worked. And I was like, right, I've, I've made this step. I'm going to, to see what I can influence and, and how I can and drive and whether I can sit in my bubble and make sure that my team and my the realm of influence will will change things. And it did not. It did not. It was yeah. people were a commodity and it did not sit right with me. So I, as hard as it was to admit that I'd made the wrong decision with the information that I had, again, I had to, to decide, okay, what did I do? What, what, what do I do? And speaking to other individuals across the organization, it was interesting to hear that they were all having the same thoughts as me. They were all you know, really uncomfortable with how things were being run and the culture and just didn't align and I had to step out I just then this it's not just me it's not me thinking oh I haven't gone into this wonderful world because I've had the really nice experience in my in my last few roles and I had I had to step out and as soon as I made that decision the weight lifted I actually gave you extra time on my notice because I wanted to make sure that I'd put some foundations in place to improve my team and my leadership team's lives a a little bit. And I stepped out with with my integrity. And again, at that crossroads of what do I do next? I think the fascinating thing to me is one of the smartest things I think I've heard recently from one of the HR leaders that I was talking to was slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it, it, you know, it's great that you had the opportunity through different things that have happened to really focus on purpose, to focus on what's important to you and, and make that work. I think the interesting thing, so obviously being part of a, a restructure yourself, I think, you know, that, that that sharpens the pencil or, or puts a focus on things. But people who maybe, you know, aren't necessarily in a restructure, what advice would you give them? Because I, I, I do think there's periods where everyone needs to, you know, to stop and, and smell the flowers and actually think about things in a broader way. I just think sometimes, like you said, life just goes on and, and you know, wh- whether it's deaths of, of parents and sorry to hear about your dad or children growing up or whatever the, the myriad of things that, that impact us, I'm just interested in, you know, what advice would you give people that may may not necessarily have such a significant event like a restructure that, that you know, turns the mirror back onto you? What advice would you give people? And you know what? It has to be the right time, I would say. It really does. And that just happened to be the right time for me. At the minute, it's not the right time for me to invest in my development. I don't have the capacity with my life, the work and things. So it's okay. And but it's it's giving yourself permission to say that's okay. But when you do have that and you want it and you have the desire to progress, you have to really be committed to it. I I remember looking for, for, for a job and that was a full-time job. 
And it is yeah. it's, it's it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of kind of your 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 brain power, your emotions, like everything. It takes a lot of time, and making sure that you set that time for yourself and really focus in. It's really easy in the world that we're in now. Is oh, I've you know, uh, there's there's a million slacks or team messages or you know WhatsApps and emails, and it's so easy to just get distracted by that. But you have to be really focused to set that time to say, right, this is what I'm committed to do. I'm spending some time with myself, whether that's reading a book, whether that's sitting and reflecting on, okay, this is what I've done, whether it's you having time to speak to a mentor or coach, set that time and ring fence it. It's important. And that's where you'll be able to really assess what's important to you and where do you want to go next. Use other people as well. And that's the thing that is so useful. Gain that feedback, that insight. You you might have a perception of yourself that's really different to others. And it's important to to hear hear that out and understand. I was speaking to my boss yesterday, first six months down, doing 360. And I had to warn her, I was like, I hate this. And I, I hate hearing feedback on myself so ignore my face and just keep on bringing it on because I, I will take time to to reflect upon that and it will all be going in but I, I will need you know, more, more time to, to move forward in it but it's it, good to have that self-awareness though isn't it that, that you oh. know these are these are the things that I I do like or I don't like but I'm just going to tell you so that you don't get offended or or stop doing what you need to do exactly exactly but also I I want her to really understand you who I am as well so that we can have a great and trusted relationship that's the most important thing for me and I don't apologize for my opinions my opinions are valid for me it doesn't mean I'm right it doesn't mean I'm right but it's more about can this is how I'm thinking and you let's 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 see where what what works best for you know, the business and yeah I'm sure my husband won't agree that I balance things out but <laughs> my work mode is is more about okay let, let's hear the opinions let's get that kind of that thought process from everybody to make sure we're making the right decision not just one that we feel strongly about yeah it's really interesting and as, as you were just talking in my head I had the phrase kind of take a step back to go two steps forward and I, th- I don't think people realize enough like as an example we are currently running a campaign which is all about redefining workforce productivity how do you become more productive how do businesses become more productive and i feel like on a personal level there are lots of instances where people don't realize that you could probably be more productive even if you break it down as a a micro level on the, the the tasks that i have to do today you know i've got x number of tasks that i have to do today if i can complete those tasks i don't know within a shorter period of time and give myself more time for reflection or if i break up those tasks i'll actually become more productive in what i'm doing and so on a a more macro level as you're talking about taking time to reflect and have that breathing time is so important isn't it and massively and i'm going to probably murder this phrase and it might not be wrong but what you're talking about as well is eating the frog doing the things that you hate first and other hard pieces so that once that's done because probably normally the, the, the element that everyone's worried about then you can move on to the other tasks and uh, but you've done that 
the horrible thing first. And I think there's a book about it. I haven't read it, obviously, but I was discussing it with one of my leaders. He's like, I'm eating the frog. I'm up early. I'm driving this task that has been niggling me. And then whatever else happens during the day is all the the plus, the benefits. And not that I, I, like, it's it's, it's hard to do that every day, but if you can do that once in a while and some of that, that that frog might be you and you something that you need to get over when you work but that's yeah that's stepping stepping back and and doing that first and then you know that hurdles over with. I love that, Chris. So that's the uh, I think that's the title of our of the pod uh, for this week. Eat, eat, be eating eating the, frog. the frog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've just got pictures of frog's legs in France at the moment, but anyway, all good. I get the I get the metaphor definitely. We're coming towards the end of the podcast. I wanted to ask one more question, and then Chris, if there's anything that you wanted to just round us off on, then please feel free to do so. But when we started this podcast, we called it, we obviously we call it HR on the offensive, and it, it was born out of a white paper that we did in 2019 talking about how HR needs to step out of the shadows. I just wanted to get your sort of thoughts and reflections over your whole career as to how the role of HR has actually changed, not just the pre to post pandemic and using that as kind of like the line in the sand part, but just the types of activities or the types of people that may be operated within the HR function. It'd just be really good to get some some final reflections for you as we, we wrap up the podcast today. Has it changed? Yes. Have I changed also? Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, you know, where, where we're coming from. But yeah, I, I said it earlier, the the benefit I've had is I've worked in organisations throughout my career where HR has been really well respected and really integrated within the business. But I have seen it adapt and change over time. And that is in a mindset piece. I also do feel that there's pockets where that mindset has not changed. Leaders who have seen the value of HR, and I'm talking really more about kind of the, the HR business partnering side of it yeah. because HR is so broad. Yeah. They, they they see the benefit of that partnership, how they can elevate themselves, how they can really unite the, the organisation behind what they want to do and get things done and see kind of the results through their people. But there's still a mentality out there that we are the bad guys. We are there to hire and fire. And I am... Not one to uh, be shy on pushing back on that opinion. One of the pieces, you know, with 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 Elastic, and it's probably not a great thing to to start your career there is kind of going through a restructuring. But actually, the feedback from individuals to say the personal kind of alignment, and it, 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 we weren't we didn't do it as a whole, but also from you know how how I wanted to drive it as well. Everybody had their own challenges through the process. It was about really aligning and adjusting to individuals. And that's the piece that the progression from HR, I think, over the years has been it's it's not about the employees as a whole. It's about like how do we individualize the experience and make sure that you know the diverse population that there are in different organisations really feel that they're included and they they belong and want to invest more in the organisation. So that has been probably the the biggest swing is kind of the forefront of the individual rather than the population as a whole. 
And one final um, question. So I think you've shared a lot about your career and different things that you've done, different moments of reflection. So I think, you know, having chatted with you before, there's a there's a, a power in vulnerability that you've got to appreciate. Do you just want to talk about that? This is something that with all my leaders I'm trying, you know, get out of them. But, uh, you know, obviously myself, I have to, to, to do that as well. So whether with my teams, whether with my leadership, it's really about kind of how do we build trust? How do we kind of affirm that we are human and we can't control everything? But knowing that you're also building out a team that you can re- rely upon. I don't know everything. I will never have the knowledge base to do everything. I don't want to do everything. And it's also kind of making sure that I'm I'm helping support leaders understand that as well. That you need to ensure that you're letting go, that people can make mistakes, that they're learning from it. So why don't you do the same? Why don't you pay it like take some risks because if they pay off it's bigger than if you you make a mistake and you have to just kind of move on from it it's fine there is a fine line with it though because I've seen where it it goes too far and therefore Mm -hmm. leaders try to create friendships and open up too much and you need to know who you can be vulnerable honest open up with everything you have a small circle to do that um, versus you know how do you create that kind of that that right tension between the the you know, the vulnerability to build the trust to, to get that understanding to be personal with your your team with with kind of the wider population the organization and still remain really focused on this is our vision this is our purpose and, and and achieve what needs to be done so lots of different elements in there and some leaders may feel that they're doing it but and this is where I've seen it in 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 certain environments they do share they do I like provide kind of a lot of insight into themselves but they don't provide that vulnerability because they're not sitting back and listening to what the feedback is and and, and you what people need and and, and how they can make others successful it's only insular to them so the right balance the 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 right mirror um on themselves and kind of that kind of eq piece and it's a journey for everyone i think you know that's that's the that's the delightful thing of being in hr it's a huge journey with lots of individuals and you know each day is different and that that's that's a wonderful thing yeah it certainly is it certainly is that balance piece i think is is really important as you said cat but listen it's been absolutely amazing having you on just talking through your career i love the chat obviously about vulnerability and, and some of the bits that we talked around around like taking ownership of your career and and being able to t- just talk to us today has been has been really good so thank you very much for coming on no, thank you. Thank you. hope others find it interesting because it's definitely a journey. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. And Chris, as always, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Mr. Howard. Of course, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can look at our back catalogue on the Lace Partners website. It's lacepartners.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you found this an interesting journey. Cat's journey certainly is interesting to myself and Chris. And if you wanted to talk to us about your journey, then please feel free to reach out to any of us at Lace Partners. Until next time, thank you very, very much once again for joining us. And we will see you next time on the HR on the Offensive Podcast. Bye-bye.